Dr. John Stott has said, the conquest of Satan is depicted in scripture as unfolding in six stages. Although the decisive defeat took place at the cross. For our sermon today, we will look at these six stages of God in Christ disarming and triumphing over the devil and all the principalities and powers at his command. Once again, we will look at these six stages of God in Christ disarming and defeating uh, the devil. There are those who do not believe in, who even ridicule the idea of a personal devil. The Bible, however, tells us of a powerful, evil, and crafty personal being who is called the devil or Satan or Lucifer. And the Bible, because it is the word of God, is true in all it says. Concerning now the victory of God in Christ over this evil one, stage one of it can be called the conquest predicted. The conquest predicted. And the first reference in the Bible to this prediction is in the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. See it with me in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, uh, the devil has just led Adam and Eve into sin. He has just brought about the fall of the human race. Humankind is in captivity to the evil one. The devil is looking good, strong, successful at this point. But the Lord God says this to him in Eden in Genesis 3:15 And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and hers he will crush your head and you will strike his heel The Lord God here is telling the devil and us of a coming seed of the woman. We understand that to mean of a coming Messiah. And the Lord God says to the devil, the Messiah will crush your head. Oh, you will strike out at him. You will battle him. You will war against him. But through him, the rule of evil will be rooted out, and God's rule of righteousness will be established. Stage one, the conquest of the evil one is predicted. 
Once again, the conquest of Satan is depicted in the Bible as unfolding in six stages. And we've just seen the first one, the conquest predicted. Stage number two now is the conquest begun. And the conquest began with the coming of this Messiah. And that the devil was aware that this was the beginning of his defeat is evident from the devil making many different attempts, many serious attempts to do in, to get rid of the Messiah. For instance, we read in Matthew chapter 2 of Herod murdering the children of Bethlehem, the place where the Messiah was born. And we read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke of the wilderness temptations of Jesus by the devil. And we read in John chapter 13 of Satan actually entering Judas, who betrayed the Lord Jesus to the religious authorities. But Jesus was determined and strengthened by the Spirit to fulfill what had been written of him, the overcoming of Satan. And so, as John Stott points out, the Lord Jesus, when he came, announced that through him, the kingdom of God had come upon that very generation and that his mighty works were visible evidence of it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Jesus says, but if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And we see, as we continue to read in the Gospels, we see that the kingdom of God advances and the devil's retreats before it as demons are dismissed, sicknesses are healed, and disordered nature acknowledges its Lord. Moreover, we hear the Lord Jesus saying on one occasion to his disciples when they returned, excited that even the demons submitted to them in his name. Luke 10, verse 18. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And two, we find the Lord Jesus giving this striking teaching. Turn now to Luke 11, verses 21 and 22. Luke 11, 21 and 22. Jesus says here, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. 
But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. The strong man is the devil. The stronger one is the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus says that he has come to overpower, to conquer the devil. He has come to divide up the spoils, to carry off the devil's possessions, to liberate his people from their bondage to sin and Satan. The conquest of the devil is depicted in six stages, and the coming of the Messiah is stage two, the conquest begun. But now, listen carefully. The overpowering, or as we read in Mark chapter 3, verse 27, the tying up of the devil did not take place, however, until the third and decisive stage. And that third and decisive stage is the cross of Christ. The third and decisive stage is the conquest achieved. And the conquest was achieved at the cross of Christ. By the death of Christ, the Lord defeated the powers of darkness. He condemned the devil. The Lord, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, destroyed him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and freed those, and freed his people who were held in slavery. The cross of Christ, conquest. One of the important passages in the New Testament that speaks to us of the victory of Christ over the devil at the cross of Christ is Colossians chapter 2, the end of verse 13 through verse 15. Please turn there now. Colossians 2, the end of verse 13 through verse 15. We read, He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Paul mentions here two aspects of the work of Christ on the cross, the forgiveness of sins and the triumph over the evil powers and authorities. First, Paul says that the way sin is forgiven, the way misdeeds are erased, is through the cross of Christ. 
The way our guilt is removed, the way our spiritual debt is paid, is through the death of Jesus. Listen, if we have not the cross of Christ in our lives, we have God's law, which we have broken, pressing against us and condemning us. But if we have the cross, once again, our, our guilt is removed. Our spiritual debt is paid. And so I want to ask, have you ever gone to the cross of Christ to be forgiven? That is where, and that is only where, it takes place. And second, Paul says, the way the devil and his evil authorities have been stripped of their weapons and disarmed, the way they have been defeated is by the death of Jesus. By the cross, Colossians 2.15, Christ disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them. He triumphed over them. And Paul wants us to know there is a connection. There is a connection between the forgiveness of sins and the triumph over the devil. And the connection is this. It is through Christ forgiving the sins of his people that he has overthrown the devil and his army. By Christ canceling the written code of God with its regulations that was against us, by Christ doing that, he has taken his people from Satan's captivity. How does the cross of Christ conquer the devil? It conquers him by dealing with the sin into which he led humankind. Maybe this will help. Let's say you are blind. You can't see. You're therefore in captivity to the darkness. But a doctor comes along and deals with your blindness. He takes care of your sightlessness. In doing that, he defeats the darkness. In giving you sight, he takes you from the darkness. The Lord Jesus on the cross dealt with the problem of his people. He dealt with their sin. And in doing that, he defeated the devil who had them in captivity, who had them in his power. What a God we have. What a tremendous God we have. He has come and defeated the one who had us. He, he has not left us 
in our sin and therefore with the devil. He has forgiven us and saved us from the evil one and eternal death. I ask you again, have you been to the cross of Christ, the only place where you can be forgiven and be released from the captivity of the devil? Moving on, stage four, the conquest confirmed and announced, uh, predicted, begun, achieved, confirmed, and announced. And this took place at the resurrection of Christ. Some people perhaps look on the cross of Christ as defeat for Christ and the resurrection of Christ as victory for Christ. They may think that it's, it's like a boxer who gets knocked down and out in one battle, but then comes back to win the next. Dr. John Stott points out, we are not to regard the cross of Christ as defeat and the resurrection of Christ as victory. Rather, we are to see that the cross won the victory and the resurrection confirmed and proclaimed loudly this victory. When our Lord was here on earth, he revealed that he was the Son of God. His resurrection from the dead endorsed that truth and proclaimed it loudly. The cross of Christ was not defeat and the resurrection victory. The cross of Christ conquered the devil and the resurrection proved and announced this. Stage four, the conquest confirmed and proclaimed. In a few Sundays, it will be Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. What is to be in our minds and hearts on that day? One thing is this, the cross of Christ, the powerful cross of Christ, the victorious cross of Christ, the cross of Christ which defeated the devil and saved God's people because the resurrection of Christ tells us that those things are so. Those things are true. And so let's try to have that in our minds and hearts on Easter. Let's come ready to worship Christ, the conquering king. Stage five, the conquest applied. 
And what we mean by that is this. As the church goes out in the power of the Holy Spirit and preaches Jesus Christ crucified, God's people for whom Christ died are released from Satan's hold. The possessions of Luke 11 are transferred from the strong man's house, uh, the devil's house, to the stronger man's house, to Christ's house. Conversion in the New Testament is not only a turning from sin to Christ, but it is also a turning from the power of Satan to the kingdom of God. Conversion is also a deliverance from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the Son God loves. Every true conversion is where the devil gives up his hold on the life of one of God's elect, and Christ brings that one into his kingdom. Think of your conversion if you're able. Think of the time you turned from sin to Christ. My father had an older brother who turned from sin to Christ and wanted my dad to do that as well. And so he would talk to him and he would pray for him. And my dad, by God's grace, turned from sin to Christ. Think of the time, if you're able, of your conversion, of your turning from sin to Christ. That's not all. That took place then. The conquest of Christ over the devil was applied in your life. You were released from Satan's bondage. You were freed from his house and Christ took you home to be with him. In Luke chapter 15, verse 10, we read, in the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Why is that? Why is there rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God? Because one has been freed from Satan's bondage and is now part of the kingdom of God. How great it is to no longer be the devil's. How great it is to be free of his captivity. How great it is to be in the house of Christ. Here's one application for us. Do you want to participate in something that is truly meaningful, that is truly tremendous, that is eternal? 
Obey the Lord Jesus and share him with others. Share him with others and watch him take his people from the devil. This is one of the most exciting things we could ever do. Share the cross of Christ with others and see the conquest applied. One more stage. And stage number six is the conquest completed. And the conquest will be completed at the return of Christ. The period of time between the first and second comings of Christ is to be filled with the gospel going out to all nations. Christ being worshiped and honored and lived for by believers. And believers seeking to apply Christ and his truths to all areas of his creation. And then, one day, the word of God says, the Lord Jesus will return. And when he does, Philippians 2, verses 10 and 11, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And when the Lord Jesus returns, all his enemies will become a footstool for his feet. Number of years ago, at the Emmy Awards, a recipient said, a lot of people come up here and thank Jesus for this award. I want you to know that no one had less to do with this award than Jesus. She went on to hold up her Emmy, make an off-color remark about the Lord Jesus, and proclaim, this award is my God. Well, what do you say about that person? If God, in his mercy, does not grant her repentance and faith, if he doesn't save her by the cross, then one day at the return of Christ, she will become a footstool for Christ's feet. She will bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the second coming of Jesus, the defeated devil will be thrown into the lake of fire, hell. And all who are with him and all who are connected to him will be cast there as well. Then when all evil, dominion, authority, and power have been destroyed, the son will hand over the kingdom to the father and God will be all in all the conquest completed.
predicted, begun, achieved, confirmed and announced, applied, completed. My friends, I am so glad that I'm able to say to you today that by the kindness of God, I've been to the cross. Because of God's undeserved love for me, I've been to the cross of Christ. Have you been to the cross of Christ? If not, Christ says to you, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Tremendous words. Go to the cross of Christ. Receive him as your savior from sin and the Lord of your life and become part of the kingdom that defeats Satan and sin and evil. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you please glorify yourself today by taking people to the cross of Christ and saving them and letting them enjoy the victory of Christ over the devil. Would you also, Heavenly Father, help us now to come to the Lord's table and worship him for his death. In Jesus' name, amen.